Welcome to Agency Thinking, the podcast guide to starting or rebooting an agency or bringing the agency mindset into your organization. Agency Thinking is brought to you by business growth coach Mark Kelly. To find out more about how Mark can help boost your business, email mark at markkellyconsultancy.com or tweet him at markkelly333. Agency Thinking is produced by Word and Mouth. On with the show. He's back. We're back. This is the B-Works all over again. I'm very excited. Mark, hello. Hello to you. How are you? I'm all right. You always bring the sunshine. Oh, the sunshine to Manchester. Yeah, I can claim that. <laughs> the heatwave is me. We set the scene on the last show, which was also the first show, where we explained to you, the wonderful listener, exactly where we're going with this yep. fabulous first season of shows. And Mark's here to tell us a bit more about where we're going today. Right. Well, today's journey into Dave's new business, <laughs> Growthland, is um, a session that I do early on with clients. So that's around their targets and their goals. Um, very, uh, very blindingly obvious, maybe. But the first thing you want to do is try and figure out what are you wanting to get out of the business. So mm. financial, of course. But how is that going to be expressed for you? Are you looking for? We touched on it, I think, last time. Are you looking at a kind of lifestyle business, so enough money to be very comfortable, to have two or three holidays a year, to take every Friday off, or are you looking to build a business where um, you actually earn yourself, shed loads of money, potentially, it's very profitable, it looks very attractive to other people, and you can sell it on in, say, five years' time. So there's going to be a range of financial targets, and we could get, we weren't in this session, but we could start getting really granular, and you do with an agency, you can start looking at all sorts of stuff. So we could look at uh, recovery rates for the team. So what if you start employing people? Uh, the billable time that you're charging out, so the amount of time that you're you're charging them for, uh, and then we could tweak around those kind of those rates, those recovery rates. We could look at your rate, individual rates and pricing, which we'll talk about in another session actually. So we'll park that today. Nice teaser, teaser, teaser. Um, but the, there's, we'll start with the financial goals, but then we can also look at things like the services. So you might say in the, the first year, I'm going to be talking about purely um, content strategy, uh, be support from an SEO point of view and or get involved in uh, CRO, UX. Let's throw some more acronyms in there. But you can, you can talk about services from day one, where you want to take those services at the end of year one. And then year two and year three. So what I've segued nicely into, and it's kind of tricky on debatable, a, debatable. What's kind of it's tricky on a on a podcast because I'm wave my arms around, but I'm drawing circles. I'm drawing circles because a technique that I picked up. I, I did some work a few years ago for the Growth Accelerator Program. Uh, no longer there from a government point of view there are some other ones out. it's a shame i think um but what the growth accelerator program had was pretty much what i've just described which is a set of circles uh, a, a target or an orbit as they called it an orbit plan which is basically a blank template and it really helps you you get a big one of these things you stick it on the wall in a workshop and say okay from day one you the business owner you the individual or it could be the group of business owners what are we looking for in terms of the key metrics for you to show that you're growing? What are we stretching towards? So we'll start with your turnover. Where are you now? Well, in your case, you're a startup, so you're 
nowhere in a good way, but you're nowhere. <laughs> so from day one, if you started tomorrow, this is a pep talk. Mark, is it? Is yeah, it? I know. Yes, woo, okay. yeah, absolutely. Things yeah. can only get better. Things can only go upwards because you're starting as a starter from nowhere, aren't you? But which so, of those concentric circles would you say I'm on right now? Then, or have I completely lost the plot? Is that you not really nowhere. what it's about? You're in the centre. Okay. You're about to start the blue dot. The blue dot. Very good. Yeah, I like that. That's very. Let's not talk about festivals. <laughs> I had a great time. <laughs> get to Jodrell Bank, yeah. Great sorry. time. Go to Jodrell Bank. Okay, so I'm nowhere. So you're nowhere. So you've got literally that blank canvas to say, okay, I want to, uh, in my first, if we get quite granular about this, in my first three months, I do want to be attracting some revenue. So I'm going to go for X okay. coming in. By the end of the first year, I want to be bringing in, in terms of just turnover, so you're charging out, I want to bring in something like, and I don't know what that figure is. £80,000 a year or £50,000 a year, whatever that figure is. So for year two, and that would maybe keep me happy ticking over, I I can pay myself, my bills are minimal if I'm working at home or if I get an office and I've got an overhead, so I need to start adjusting for that and thinking, well, I'm going to have some expenses there. Are you saying there. that we should at this stage have a fixed pricing framework? Because Not when yet. we start talking specific figures like that, I'm starting to think, well, I should at this point then therefore know exactly what I'm charging for, whichever service it is that I provide. Um you do want to do that, but not yet. What you want to do is look at what you're trying to achieve for the business. So what are your, what's your overall goal? Are you aiming to be um, charging out to clients 100000 a year? I mean, there is, uh, we can't put links on this, but we can put it on the resource where this hits, yeah, the landing absolutely. page. There and are the a couple of really nice um, uh, charge-out rate calculators out there on the web that you can plug in some figures to say, I want to be earning around 85000 a year. Or look at it another way, I, I can only work, or I only want to work four days a week, but I still want to earn X amount of money. Play around with the figures in there, look at your overheads, drop those in, figure out then to achieve the money that you want to make, you are probably going to have to charge out £400 a day. That's a made-up number, I don't know what it is. When you get that number, then you do a quick mystery shop and or check around the industry and say well other folks in my area of expertise this applies to you i'm looking at dave this applies to you dave as much as it does to an agency you kind of want to sense check that because it's it's fine on the one hand to say to achieve 85 grand a year with x amount of working days but i only want to work four days a week or i am going to work five days a week and i've got x amount of working days in that year and i'll put a notional eight hours a day down i've worked out i need to charge 400 pounds a day as a as a consultant's rate but if we're going to build the business and start employing other people, and I see in the market that agencies are charging 550 maybe I can nudge myself up. Sideline note here, we're not talking about value. That's a completely different thing. We're talking about rate cards and time and, and hourly billings, and they're, therefore daily rates and then okay. et cetera. But we could start talking about value at another day because you could say, I've got huge amounts of, as you have, huge amounts of years in the industry. It could be that I'm, I could charge to make a comfortable living £400 a day, but actually the value to people for the brands I want to work with, I should be. For the value that I give them in one session, I should be charging 550 or £600 a day. God damn it, I am worth it, and that's the value. Now, you have to show some kind of return on investment for the clients to say, three days with me at £500 a day, that's £1,500. But I know from the stuff I'll give you to optimise your website, to rewrite your content, the, the plan I'll put in place you can easily start bringing in 
another £20,000 worth of revenue. So you start doing the value calculation. Well, we're getting away from goals a bit. We are a little bit, all, but I they're think all in, you've intertwingled. set the wheels in motion for a future episode of an unnamed season to talk specifically about pricing versus value because I think there's a lot in that. And I speak to a lot of agencies myself in a very informal capacity to try and understand exactly how they price themselves versus the competition. And I think there's probably quite a complex equation that can probably be debunked and vastly simplified Mm. where you look at the expertise that's in your organisation and somehow you fashion some sort of a pricing structure that equates to the expertise that's in the team. And I'm not entirely sure right now. Maybe there are some resources that we can pin to this episode now later on that will be on the show notes that will actually Mm -hmm. give people an idea as to how to go about starting that process. But I think maybe even... If we start thinking about maybe getting guests in on future seasons, we can actually start talking to people who are there in the trenches who have gone through this process just to add a bit of substance and evidence to what we're talking about today. But you're right, this is is a conundrum for many goals, isn't it? To actually start thinking about that. And when we were talking before, and I'm hoping, Mark, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but the big circle effect that I've got in front of me that you've been wildly gesticulating, pointing at feverishly, um, will that be available as some sort of download as well, or is that a secret? Potion. Um, I need to check. For oh, the, it could be a secret potion, but no. I mean, the, the um, cross marks hand with silver. Who yeah, knows no, what he no, won't no, let for me. Up. I mean, I just from the fact that it's from the growth accelerator. I need to just do some due diligence. But essentially, oh, gone now, you mate. just draw. Go for broke. You draw three, four circles with the bullseye in the middle. But you draw three big circles around that, and then you call the first one year one, year two, Great. year three, year four, if you like. Um, so those are the um, circumferences of your circle, and then you intersect those with the spokes of the circle, which is to say one of my measures is going to be um, my um, gross, call it billings, my gross billings. So I am aiming for 85000 a year mm. to bill out for year one, 120 for year two. So give yourself something you feel like is a sensible stretch. That's one, uh, yeah, one spoke in effect that you draw through all three circles and you increase the number against each one of those to say okay if i'm looking at year three i want to be hitting a hundred and fifty thousand a year so that's that's the gross billings that's your 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 gross figure and then it starts sparking other ideas so what do i need to do to achieve that i'm one person so immediately Mm. you're beginning to hit the whole thing of utilization and scaling for yourself so to do 150 grand's worth even if you're charging 500 quid a day and i can't do the maths in my head sorry but but 300 wonderful you're going to be working absolutely flat out of course it is it's around did i say 500 (laughs) hey i did that for you i gave you 500 so you could get to that figure awesome spoon feed me mark awesome so uh is that achievable if it's not then you might say I need to bring somebody else in to work alongside me, an associate, so that we can scale this thing to get to 150 a year. That's fine. So one of your other spokes then will be in year two, to get me towards year three at 150k, I need to bring in one other person. I now need to factor in things like how much... David's looking quizzically at the... I'm liking that of all the, the scrolls, P's. You know, the I'm a bit of a junkie for alliteration. And oh, I'm seeing okay. person... People, person, profit, people, profit, product, various, there's various and measures. Process. So you'll have and profile. Profile Invented is process. a measure. There we go. So profile is a measure. So to get you to 150 in year three, where you started from 
and this isn't you actually, Dave, because you are known. You're a name in the industry. People know you. Certainly in the Northwest, maybe in the UK, I don't know. But you're, you're a known person. Cottage industry. So a cottage industry. Okay. So uh, your profile, which would be one of your measures, you might say, I'm at the position now where I've got 850 connections on LinkedIn. I'm doing one talk a year. I'm now doing this here podcast, and that's getting me some kind of profile. Mm. To start attracting bigger clients in the future, I need to up my profile, up my game. So for uh, the certainly for the first year, I'm going to focus on this podcast, a couple of speaking engagements if I can get them later in the year. Uh, I might start writing an article for someone like Smart Insights or uh, Prolific North or whoever, e-consultancy. So that should be on your list of what do I do in year one to raise my profile. Your second year set of metrics and measures, so something against that will be KPIs, would be I'm going to have done three talks. I'm going to get myself on the speaker circuit and I'm going to have talked at what Prolific North event or whatever. And I'm, is it still called the Prolific North event? Anyway, I'm going to talk at that. Um, I'm going to definitely have a regular article uh, somewhere, a column that I'm writing for people. And I am going to increase A, my LinkedIn and Twitter followers by X to Y. So, yeah. That's just another measure. There are any number. I mean, the ones that I've got down are things like your profile, your profitability, your billings, team numbers. I've worked with a few agencies where the important thing, well, the thing that they first jump in with, and actually it's happened on three occasions, is we'd like a, uh, an office in London. So we want a London office, which on the one hand, you could say, is that just a nice to? Is that a vanity thing, inverted commas? Or is there a commercial reason behind it? So when you sort of probe a bit further, for them to have an, a London office within the next two years is a really sound business idea because, A, they've got clients there, they need to service them, so they're going to reduce the overheads of having people up in the north. They're going to have a team in London, one of them can double up as a kind of sales or new business. So I'm not saying that's the case for you, but a measurement could be place, using the P's again. So you might say, I'm going to initially be based... Or is it based on the marketing mix? Um, well, there, well, it, yeah, I haven't, I haven't done that in a, in a oh, deliberate sense, but essentially, just well, dropped. Our next session, we're going to be talking about the P's for people and personas. So we are going to talk about who it is you're talking to. So the people part of people, place, etc. Um, so no, it's not. A, it's not a deliberate. I'm going to. Yeah, let's backdate that. Hang on, edit. Yes, it is. That's exactly what it is. We're going to have that. Yes, I thought of it along those lines. No, it's, it's not, it wasn't based on that kind of traditional P's approach, but um, it could well be. There are other measures in there, so you can look at all sorts of stuff. Um, I'm, I'm going to hold to you now. just for a second because I've just got a question around this that I think may be useful for our listener, but is certainly useful to me. Can I get Look, a coffee? Yeah, absolutely. Please away from the microphone. Feel free to slurp to your heart's content. I'm looking at your circles, and I think we can probably describe it also in the show notes in a little bit more detail. But the way I'm looking at it is there needs to be that final vector, that overarching measurement. And I'm suggesting then that all of these parts of the circle contribute towards that one overarching metric and i'm suspecting that is profit is it so ultimately it's about the money so everything else that you do so the people the yeah you want to be profitable it's all your overheads so you might be looking at the fact that you're spending a whole load of money on advertising and marketing in year one and year two but you've got so just to go back to the framework so you've got all the different parts of the framework but they are all contributing to one... Being a healthy, sustainable, profitable business. So I'm assuming, and again, I'm playing devil's advocate because it's the naive kind of guy that I always have been and always will be, but to actually define all of these different components, you need one overarching goal. Am I right? 
or is that not how it works? The one overarching goal, uh, yeah, you are right. The one overarching goal the healthy, is sustainable business. You want to be sustainable, what does that and profitable. Look like, or how well, do I describe that? That'll be different for every business. So for you, it might be that your profit levels are, I don't know, twenty percent, or you know, you strip everything else out, or thirty percent, or or more. And that's the ultimate goal. Yeah, because you, you want to. You, if you're not, be, if you're Perfect. not, well, within that caveat. It's great if you're profitable, but you're really spiky and your cash flow takes a hit and you haven't got, say, three months' worth of reserves. So there's, there's a range of other things in there. But yeah, overall, you want to be a profitable, sustainable business. You might have the best ideas in the world to help clients and you might add the most value. And you can talk about that and you can get all the testimonials that you want. But if you're not making a profit, and in a way you will because a lot of your stuff will be time-based, but if you're not making any kind of profit... And alongside that, your cash flow is really, really spiky. So you're running dry. You're stuffed. You'll only be around for a year. And then you'll be back maybe deciding to do something completely different and think, okay, that didn't work for me for whatever reason. So yeah, ultimately, you want to be profitable. The second part of the process is once you have agreed, if it's just you or you've sound, you know, sounded this, uh, uh, sounded it with a couple of people, just sense check the thing that the, the, the targets that you are setting yourself in terms of stretch, one, two, and three, year one, two, and three, are doable or sensible that's one thing but yeah the second part is that thing of checking progress so what you then do is say well okay if i'm going to get to uh from year one at fifty thousand a year in terms of revenue for your billing sorry for you uh, and then uh second year 85 third year 150 whatever that is two things how am i going to achieve that so you convert just the aspirations the goals into the what am I going to do? So I'm going to, on this basis, I'm going to um, increase my marketing activity. I'm going to target specifically larger clients. And then against that, you track that so you can have a, a traffic light system. Again, borrowed heavily from the growth accelerator. Although, caveat for me, I've always used traffic light systems. They're such an easy way on a spreadsheet. I use them with clients all the time to, to actually say, okay, we agreed in, in the first three months, you were going to update all your LinkedIn stuff. You are going to do loads of stuff on Twitter, you were going to, you know, whatever, and you're going to go and target particular types of client and win at least three in the first three to six months. Very, that's that's a bit of a stretch for anybody, I'd suggest. But so if that's the, here's the figure, and then the, how are we going to do that is, well, we're going to go and target specifically these types of clients through whatever media that we agree, then the traffic light system kicks in to say, okay, of that, what have we done? So at the end of the first three months, I'd come and knock on your door or at the end of every month if you need that initially to say where are you are you now green are we are we going on that or are you still at the red and, and it happens everyone's really busy particularly agencies to say i know we said we'd look at our proposition i know we said we'd raise our profile we know we said we'd go out back to some old clients and kind of reinvigorate them we haven't actually done any of that so that stays as a red so to answer your question you do need to track what you're doing. The actual diagram, the orbit diagram is great as a visual, keep it on the wall, that's where we're aiming. But then alongside that, you have a, a one-page plan, in effect, which says, what do we physically need to do? What are the things we need to do to actually hit all the targets we're going to set? Whether that's increase new services, or sorry, um, introduce new services, whether that's um, boost the revenue that we're bringing in, whether it's to be more profitable, whether it's to raise our profile in the market, whatever it is, you need to have a, a set of usually just one line is it's not you know it doesn't have to be a huge business plan it's just something to say there are five things we need to do to improve our revenue for increase our revenue for year one x to year two y and then you track them and you track them on a weekly 
monthly and then quarterly basis. And you would do that, I would suggest. It works for the clients I work with in a very simple, usually Google Doc, usually a shared spreadsheet, traffic lit, so or traffic lighted, so that you can see, we said we'd be here with that one. That's a green, good. Let's just carry on doing what we're doing. It's working, that's awesome. But these two are either amber or that one there is red. And why have we not started on it? Because if we don't get that one off the ground, we're never going to improve what we're doing. So does that answer the question? It does, and I think it brings into sharp focus as well, Mark, just how challenging it can be to run an agency, a business of any size, because there's an awful lot of strategic impetus that probably a newcomer to the world of enterprise doesn't really take into account when they start because you've got things to think about, like am I going to be VAT registered, am I a sole trader, where am I going to operate from, do I need staff, who are my suppliers? I mean, it's a real balancing act slash juggling performance. Um, I, yes. I, think, I think, to me, this... I've I've tried unsuccessfully to run businesses a few times now, and I've never really had that solid foundation, that real proclivity for growth or uh, desire, if you like, to be sustainably successful. And I think this, what call it, what we will again, this framework or this starting gun for a business is exactly what a lot of these organisations need. So I'm really thrilled that we're talking about it. You, you've nailed. For me, the, the, well, A, it's the offer that I put out in the market, so I'm going to say this, but you've nailed the, the, the issue, I think, for a lot of creative businesses, whether that's an agency, whether that's a studio, animation business, you know, whatever they are, but let's say, you know, creative businesses, is that thing of being sustainable. And it's often the kind of left brain, right brain thing that it, often agencies, not always, uh, certainly studios, started by very creative people who are super excited, really giddy, very, very good and talented at what they do. And they will see a huge list of things to get done. And even if they start with a bit of a notional checklist, they'll soon put it to one side because they're absorbed in the day to day of making the stuff creating the product for the clients. planning to succeed two, three, four, five years into the future makes it believable, gives you a little bit of reassurance that you're on the right track. It's Lifts your head up, I think. subliminal success before you even get to yeah, the point where yeah. you've maybe even got your first client, which is obviously where I find yeah. myself right now. So it gives me a lot of faith, even without actually having lifted the proverbial entrepreneurial finger. Well, you can, on that thing of getting your first client, and you're not free to do that yet, because I know you're starting the business September, October, around that time. The autumn of our discontent. The the autumn of your, hopefully the autumn of your client's content. Sorry, this content. This content. Content. Oh, okay, yeah, content. So you could um, take that central point, the start point on this diagram, the circles, the orbit, and say... By the time I get to October, I'm going to at least give give myself a head start and target myself with five warm conversations, uh, of which one client is interested enough for me to have caught them out of hours, had a bit of a chat, and they are borderline going to drop at some point, certainly in my first month or so. So whilst we said earlier on, backtrack, that you were at a standing start, you might not be at a standing start. If you start, if we do this diagram now... I mean, not here, but now, in, in a short time frame, you could say, actually, one of my first targets is, if they're not live converted clients, I'm going to at least have come to the table by October to say, I've had 20 conversations or five conversations, whatever the number is. It doesn't have to be volume. If you're going for the kind of clients where you're going to charge you know, quite a chunky consultancy fee for an engagement, a certain amount, number of days, 
then you only need a handful to have a warm conversation with now to be very interested. You're not necessarily selling something which is only ever £120 worth of a transaction. You know, you're not doing that as a consultant and, and as a a content strategy and or, well, we'll discuss this at some stage, exactly what the business might be in terms of the, the shape of it. But you don't necessarily need to try and talk to 100 people before you start because you desperately need 30 of them to become clients. You're not going for that. I'm suggesting you will probably net into the, at everything we've talked about, having five or six active clients at any one time because capacity-wise, that's what you can actually handle. And in terms of the revenue, based on what you're going to charge, the rate you're charging, the revenue that you're, you're generating, that's probably the level you're going to be at every year. You might be looking at 10 or 15K engagements or 5K engagement on one and a 20 on another or three 5Ks, whatever it is. But you're not, I'm suggesting, going to need 30 or 40 clients because you're only ever going to charge them 400 quid each. So, you know. I feel like we've covered considerable ground today without me having said much about my business, which I think is a good thing because you've given me lots yeah, of things I, this to is chew more on. Helicopter view. We're not getting into the numbers for you today. It is. And for the purposes of the podcast. I, I'm, I'm thinking it's probably brought a lot of questions bubbling up for our sacred listener because the more you spend time thinking about this so-called bigger picture for your business, the more you start realising the gaps and the, the more you start realising that there are opportunities out there that you haven't perhaps mined or even considered. And mm-hmm. so thinking about it in a very structured way like you have and like you do with your clients, I think it brings things to the right perspective as opposed to a scattergun approach, which I think as creatives we are typically guilty of because that's just the way that our brains work. I think I think I would hope that's the, the, the take mm. out from this for anybody who's either starting or rebooting, starting up and or have a business already and whatever reason things have gone slightly off um, and they were looking to reboot it, that um, having a logical approach and a, and a framework. So, yeah, this, this diagram, both accelerator orbits or the circles, uh, is, is a part of that. I haven't given that particular name, but the overall thing is absolutely having a framework, a logical approach, and just stepping back and 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 being forced to articulate what you're trying to get out of the business. Can we stay on, with you know, the orbit? I like the let's orbit. Let's go with the orbit. I know we talked about I'm the orbit gonna, in yeah. Ep 1. I think for the purposes of consistency, let's call I'm going to roll with that. It sounds go very with. out of this world. That's good. Oh, Just like your oh. services, Mark. Wow, that's really good. Coming back to Blue Dot Space Exploration. Thank you. Free of charge. Um, so, yeah, so we haven't gone into the numbers for your specific business today because we're doing more of a, uh, an overview, trying to keep, keep this relevant to everybody. But what we would be doing would be, uh, when we finish this here episode, we'd be jumping into a room with a huge amount of space to say, right, come on, Dave, exactly what is it you're trying to get? And we'd probably spend a half a day to run through this, to look at, A, the overall targets on those circles, on the orbit. And then we translate that into, okay, what's the plan for this? So you say you want to go there, and we would spend the rest of that afternoon or morning to go through and say, right, give us 10 things. You and I work out 10 things you need to do, physical things you need to do. I need to go and generate some new business. Okay, how are you going to do that? So we would start putting an action plan together, which I'd translate for you into a spreadsheet. We would share that on a Google Doc, so the practicalities are there, but we, we're not going to physically do that within this session. Because that would be really strange. How do you explain a spreadsheet on a podcast? 
get into that big chopper of yours and pull away from where we are on today's session. So we've been talking today about goals and bring yourself back to the 10,000 foot view of this whole process mm-hmm. from start to the very end of and get to the point where people are ready to kind of push themselves into that very deep swimming pool and see if they sink or swim. You remind us to where we're going next, where we've been, and really give us a kind of a feel as to what the modern business can in its entirety take away from this whole framework that you've put together yourself for your business. Um, I think the takeaway is having a logical approach to things so basically having uh, lots of steps in this journey so it isn't just focusing on one area the neat thing i think is if you and that always comes through an exploration discovery stage with any client if you know if you as a business are pretty well sorted out in a lot of areas but it is genuinely say pricing where you fall down or profitability where you fall down then of course you can zoom in land that helicopter into that one subject area but if it isn't and you're starting out or you want to give everything an overview, then the framework is great because there are logical parts of it. So the one we've just talked about, what are your goals? What are your aspirations? Let's articulate those. Let's follow them through. Let's set some targets. Uh, the next one, which I think we are actually doing in the next session, mm. the next episode, is looking at your uh audiences so who are we talking to in terms of personas and buyer personas who have we got in our mind who are we trying to attract and what we what do we know about them that that kind of fires them up or confuses them or makes them worried or what might their objections be to working with you so we can start turning those into classic personas which some folks will know about other people won't so we're going to cover that off but that is a genuine stage i always go through with agency clients um, and some direct clients in terms of not agencies, but brands that I've worked with to say, who who are we actually talking to? And let's not say everybody, and let's not say 20 not types easy of key as personas. Not looks either, is it's it? It's really not, no. And, and again, we're just going to talk it through. There's no way in a, in a, in a, in a one episode of a, of a podcast we're going to cover all things other than the, the overview of personas, but it is the thing I will be doing in the framework. Uh, after that, we'll talk about the value proposition. We'll start looking at pricing. So... There are various things that we can do, which pretty much summarise the whole framework, and we'll do those in future sessions. So, yeah, the takeout for me for any business is have a framework, have an approach that isn't something that, as creative, generally you get super giddy and just run with it and then wonder why you're not getting any business in or that you're just one of the other 25,000, in this case, agencies in the UK, and you're not standing out. So if that's the thing, go and look at your value proposition. You know, whatever it is, have, a, have, have this framework or a process that allows you to just logically work through stuff away from the giddiness of the day. Does that make sense? Sound good? 100% sense. And as we sit across from the cash dispensers in B-Works, flashing yeah, away we'll with us real. like the... We're there, we're in the city centre, we're keeping it real, aren't we? This is a great place to stop for now and say we hope that, like the cash dispensers, your business will soon be spitting out money because you're learning everything you need to know from Mark Kelly and his fantastic growth framework that will be back at you again on the next episode of this incredible show. So, Mark, I want to say once again, on behalf of the world and (laughs) the incredible B-Works in Manchester, thanks for your time today. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for yours, Dave. Cheers. Goodbye. Thanks for listening to Agency Thinking, your guide to starting or rebooting an agency. 
or bringing the agency mindset into your organization. Agency thinking is the work of business growth coach Mark Kelly. To find out more about how Mark can help your organization thrive, email Mark at markkellyconsultancy.com or tweet him at markkelly333.